good morning and thank you for tuning in to another episode of and she shall be called woman live on the anointed radio network i am your host for the hour rev k and we are going to get right into our lesson because we do have a special guest that is coming into the studio pastor saraya green from new corinth church um, I am excited about her visitation with us. She's truly a woman of God. Um, and we just can't wait to just talk to her a little bit about her ministries and the things that she has upcoming with her conferences and just who she is as a person and as a woman of God. So just a couple of things I want to give a shout out to. She's creative for her continued support with her um, ministry and they, have, they are having at New Revelation Baptist Church a paint and uh, paint party for the young adult ministry. You'll see the flyer on my and she should be called woman Facebook page. So if you have some young adults or some youth, we want you to send them our way so that they can enjoy fellowship with our young adult ministry. Um, but a shout out to She from She's Creative. God bless you, woman of God. And also Kay Marie Kirsten uh, has also a new business that she opened up. And you'll find her information on my Facebook page. Just look for Kay Marie Cosmetics. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and pray and get into our lesson. God, I thank you for this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done thus far, Lord. Thank you for the things that you did not do, O oh God. Lord God, I ask right now that as we go into our morning lesson, Lord, that you will open up our hearts and our minds and our spirits to hear, Lord God, what it is that you are saying to us as a body and as a church and as an individual, Lord God. We welcome your spirit into this place right now, Lord God. We just say to have your way, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to start off reading our scripture from the book of Matthew. Um, the book of Matthew, we're going to start there. We're going to read in the sixth chapter, and we are going to read the ninth verse of Matthew. And one of the Bibles that I'll be reading this out of is the English Standard Version. And so the first scripture reads, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In this Bible, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we are going to talk on the subject today, just briefly, Satan, you are not the father. You know that that slogan or that term is really pulled from the Maury Povich show where he was testing fathers that were um, brought on the show to prove whether they were in fact the father of a woman's child or not. Um, one thing that we have to understand about these testings of the the father is that it uses a DNA testing. It tests the DNA of the father and matches it with the DNA of the child to prove whether or not this parent has fathered this child or not. One thing that God was showing me this morning, he was saying to me that it is in the blood, it is in the blood that my DNA resonates within you. You are proven to be my child because of your blood. Your blood matches my blood. Your DNA matches my DNA. Well, there are some things about DNA outside of just the blood, outside of just that content to recognize if we are truly God's children. It is our 
character. It is our character and our conduct that really shows if we are Jesus's child or not. It is our character and our being. It is the way that we act, the way that we speak, the things that we do will show us that we belong to our Father and our God, our Father which are in heaven. It is not just our blood, but it is our character because the character, so I have to think of the characteristics of God. What is it about God's character that matches my character? And how can I prove that I am not only a child of God, but I am his daughter, I am his son, I am his and his alone? Well, you have to, in order, because the Bible says to try the spirit by the spirit. So what two spirits are we testing and trying? We are locating the spirit of God, what, what type of God that we serve, the loving God, the all-powerful God, the all-knowing God, the forgiving God, the merciful God, the wonderful God, the, the, the God of our salvation. We, we serve a God that is mighty in all things, that he is all-knowing and all, all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. But what do we have to compare that spirit with? Hallelujah. So when we go into our lesson about Satan, you are not the father, you have to understand that Satan too has characteristics about himself. He's an accuser of the brethren. He's a murderer. He's a liar. We hear people often say, the devil, you a liar. Or Satan, you are a liar. We have to understand that his job is not to come and to help us, but his job is to come and to kill, steal, and destroy. So Satan he's not only known in Revelations 12 and 10 as a murderer, but he's also known in Matthew 4 and, 4 and 3 as an accuser. He likes to accuse. He likes to make accusations about who we are. He likes to go and tell uh, God who we are. Hallelujah. He likes to go back and accuse us of our thing. The only thing that Satan has to use against us is our past, but our past is behind us. So we should, we should only give a glimpse of our past by looking over our shoulders to measure how far we have come away from our past. The things that I used to do I don't do anymore. The things that I used to, to say, I don't say anymore. The places that I used to go, I don't travel anymore. Hallelujah. The way that I used to think, I don't think anymore because my mind is the mind of Christ. And he said, let this mind that be in Christ Jesus also be in us. Amen. He is a liar according to John 8 and 44. Satan is the author and the father of lies. Hallelujah. He's a tempter according to 1 Thessalonians 3 and 5. He's a destroyer according to Revelations 9 and 11. One thing I learned this morning hallelujah about satan is that he has an emotional side he has an emotional side and i know that this is hard to understand or hard to believe that the devil the satan has an emotional side but he has an emotional side according to luke 22 and 31 he has an emotional side and and let's just get into the scripture and read about his emotional side see the enemy wants you to believe that 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 you are not your father's child he wants you to believe that that god uh isn't real he wants you to believe that he isn't real see the the thing about the devil that i understand is as long as we believe that he's some type of mythical uh, cartoon character or some red striped uh, or red suit, red suit horn wearing person and that he's not real, then he has the ability to try to deceive us. He has the ability to try to murder us. He has the ability to try to take us out as long as we don't believe that he's real. But let, let's look at what Matthew, let's look at what Luke 22 and 31 says. Let's look at what Luke 22 and 31 says. Amen. Luke 22 and 31 says, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, woman of God. We have our guests already in the studio. Amen. We're going to finish this lesson and we're going to bring her on live. Amen. So please tune in. Hallelujah. Luke 22 and 31 
as we go there in our Bible, it says in our Bible, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he may sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may fail not. And when you have been strengthened, strengthen your brother. So Satan also has an emotional side. His emotional side is his desire. His desire is to sift you. To sift means to break you down to the lowest form. So his desire is to tear you all the way down to a point where there is no more you. That's why the, the scripture teaches us that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to sift us. He wants to break us down to something that is low. He wants us to be broken. He wants us to be hurting. He wants us to be uh, low in our spirit and in our mind. He doesn't want us to understand that he is not the father, that we have a father that is in heaven. Holy is his name. He has a will. Satan also has a will. And, and that brings us to our scripture in Isaiah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 14, beginning at the 12th verse. We're going to begin at the 12th verse of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. It says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the grass which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high God. His will is to take over God's place. His desire is to take over God's place. He's saying, I will ascend. I will go up. I'm going to be over the clouds. I'm going to be like the most high God. I'm going to go up. I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars of God, his job. And this is why he was kicked out because he, his mind began to think that he was bigger than God. His mind began to make him believe that he was better than God. His mind made him believe that he was bigger and that he would be God. Hallelujah. He wanted to overthrow God and become our God, but Satan, you are not the father. So our lesson today really is just not just for us as God's children, but our lesson today is to give notice to the devil that we know who our father is. Satan has has the ability to memorize scripture. So you have to understand that Satan is not an idiot. He's very intelligent. He has the ability to memorize scriptures in order to give his authority uh, in temptation to his authority. In Matthew chapter four, verse six, he begins to quote Psalm 91, 11 through 12 when he's tempting Jesus in the wilderness. So he has the ability to memorize scriptures. A lot of times we're looking for the devil to come as this red being with these horns in this tale, but I came to tell you that the Bible says that even Satan himself can disguise himself, masquerade himself as an angel of light. So while you're looking for Satan to come on the low places, while you're looking for Satan to come in the enemy of the streets, while you're looking for Satan to come as your enemy in your household, an enemy in your relationship and your friendship, God said to tell you to look for the enemy sometimes in the church, in the pulpit. You have to look for your enemy anywhere because he's disguising himself as an angel of light. He's not coming in as himself. He's not making himself look like who he really is. His job is to deceive us. His job is to disguise himself, to masquerade about to be something that he's not. So he's not going to come as Satan. He's not going to sit next to you and tell you he's going to try to kill you. He's going to stand in the pulpit and begin to preach the twisted word. The same word that he twisted 
in the garden. Hallelujah. The same word that he twisted in the wilderness, the same word that he twisted in order to get Jesus, trying to get Jesus to sin against God. He's going to come as an angel alive. He transforms himself. He tries to make himself look like something that he's not, but we give him notice today and we come to serve the enemy. Notice today that Satan, you are not the father. Our father is our God. Our father is our Lord. Our father is our king. He is our daddy. His name is Abba. Hallelujah. And when you think about the father that we serve, I, I couldn't help but thinking on my drive in about my own uh, heavenly father, my, my spiritual father. Hallelujah. My earthly father, my dad, Jerry Johnson Sr. Hallelujah. That passed away back in 1999. Hallelujah. I couldn't help but to think about my earthly father who introduced me to my heavenly father. I couldn't help but think about the things that my father, ah, glory to your name, God, was to me before he passed away on this earth. I began to describe my father out loud to my heavenly father. I said, Lord, I remember my father. He had strong hands. I, I remember that my father was very strong. I remember when I was a little girl that if I would fall down, my father would pick me up. And then I began to relate it to my heavenly father. Every time I have fell into sin, every time I have fell by the wayside, God has picked me up. I started thinking about my father, his hands. My father's hands was so strong. He was a worker. He worked on cars. He, he worked on, on, on different things, machines. He was a mechanic and he was a, uh, uh, did body work. And I began to think about his, how rough his hands was. Uh, he didn't have soft hands like a girl. He had strong hands like a man. And those hands were able to hold me. And I began to relate it to my heavenly father because my heavenly father's hands, they can hold me. And not only can they hold me, but they can hold you. And they hold all of us in his hands. He, Jesus says, I have lost not one of the ones that you have given to hold. Hallelujah. God is holding us all in his hands. He has the ability, the strength. Hallelujah. He has the power to hold all of us in his hands. Our father's hands are strong. Our father's hands are mighty. Our father has the ability to pick us up and carry us. I remember when my dad used to have a glory to your name, God. My father was so strong. My God, my father was so strong that as a little girl, my God, I would take my hands and intertwine them and hold on to his bicep and my father would lift me up and carry me and then I began to think about my heavenly father his hands are so strong his power is so strong that he can lift us up and he can carry us anywhere we need to go he can carry us out of darkness into his marvelous light he can carry us over the troubled water he can carry us hallelujah over the things that we are battling and going through he can carry us out of sin he can carry us out of darkness. He can carry us out of weaknesses. He can carry us through, hallelujah, these trials and these storms and these tribulations. He can carry us because he's our God and he's strong and he's powerful. When I think about my father, I think about Abba. Abba is the most intimate characteristic, the most intimate word, the most intimate description of who God is. When you think about your father, when you think about God, you think about the God, the Elohim. You think about the God, the omnipresent. You think about Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah, Rapha, Jehovah, Shalom, Jehovah, Nisi, you think about that God, but when I break it down to him just being my father, just being my daddy, I can't help but to say, Abba, he's my father. He's the most intimate person in my life. He knows me from the inside out. My earthly father knew me. He knew when I was lying. He knew when I was messing up and he knew when I was doing things wrong, but he also knew when I was trying. He knew when I was struggling and I needed him. He knew when I needed to have those talks with him. I remember that I was in a relationship and my heart was broken. I should my heart was broken. I remember, Asha. I remember that I used to go and talk to my mother. I 
used to talk to my earthly mother, my mother Joanne, about my relationship. And my mother would empathize and she would sympathize with me. And she would cry with me. She would be there in order to feel what I was going through. But oh, when I called my dad, I shouted. When I called my earthly father, when I called daddy, he began to strengthen me. He said, why are you crying? Why do you keep going back to the same thing? Why are you frustrated with this man? And you know that he's no good for you. Hallelujah. He said, quit going back. It's just like my heavenly father that continues to tell me, why do you keep looking back at your past? I'm not even looking back at your past. Why are you trying to hold yourself where I'm not holding you? Hallelujah. He said, why do you continue to do the same things? I am your father. I have brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. So when I begin to meditate in the car this morning about Abba, my father, I begin to think about how good God is, how good our father is. And it was nothing for me to tell the devil, you are not the father. Hallelujah. It was nothing for me to declare to Satan, you are not the father. This word I understand was for us as women of God. I understand it was for us as men of God. I understand it was for us as children of God. I understand all that, but God showed me in the vehicle. He said, I'm serving notice to the devil today because you've tried to fool my children too long. And, and I'm serving notice to you today to let you know, Satan, you are not the father. The father is the one that takes care of his children. The father is the one that provides. The father is the one that keeps watch over his kids. The father is the one that goes when his kids need them. The father is the one that picks them up when they are down. The father, hallelujah, Satan, you are not the father. We know that you have come to kill, steal, and destroy that. And But my father come that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. My father come that I may have life and have it more abundantly. And when I think about my heavenly father and I think about my earthly father, there's so many similarities to the things that he was to me and the way that God is to me even now. I remember when I was carrying my first child, I was 19 years old, about to give birth to my daughter, Sharice. And I remember when I was in the hospital room and, and I was in so much pain. I was in labor for 18 hours and she just wouldn't come. And I remember my sister had just given birth nine days prior to me giving birth with her son, Mark. And, and I remember she was in the hospital room with my mother and her and my mother were sitting back in a corner and I thought they were laughing. I don't, I couldn't tell you this day if they were laughing or if they weren't, wasn't laughing. But I remember I heard something that I didn't want to hear in the time of travailing, in my time of pain, in my time of hurt, in my time of need. Glory to your name, God. When I needed my father, I needed my father's strength. And so I remember saying to the nurse, can you ask my mother and my sister to leave? Ah, shut up, yeah. Sometimes you have to ask people to just excuse themselves out of your life because at that point, I didn't need my mom. I, I didn't need my sister. I, I needed my father. And, and I asked my father, I said, can you come next to me, God? I, I, should I, I asked my dad, Jerry, I said, can you come sit next to me? And can you hold my hand? I, glory to your name, God. <laughs> my God, my God, my God. I said, can you hold my hand, Dad? Can you hold my hand? Because I'm in a lot of pain. And I remember my father. I remember my father, Jerry. He grabbed a hold of my hand. And he held it. And, 
And it felt like my hand melted in his hand. My hand was so small compared to his hand. He he had the greater hand. He he had a better hand than I had. He he had a bigger hand than I had. It. He had a stronger hand than I had. It. When I put my hand in my father's hand, I understood and I felt that everything would be okay. I can't even remember if I felt pain at that point. I just felt more of his hand holding me than I felt the contractions hitting me. I felt more of my father's hand than I felt my, my body going through travail. And I felt more of my father's support as he sat next to me on my bed. I felt that he was there for me. And that's what God wants us to understand today. If you would just put your hand in the hand of God, if you would just reach out and ask God to just come sit next to you and to just hold your hand, whatever you may be going through right now, if you would just ask God to come and hold your hand, if you would just ask him to hold your hand, you'll begin to feel all the things, all the troubles, all the tribulations, all the problems, all the bills, all the frustrations. Frustrations, all the the things that the enemy tries to remind us of begin to dissipate right in your hands. It begins to disappear right in your hands and into your father's hands. He said, if you give it to me, hallelujah, if you give me your hand, I'll hold you. If you give me your hand, I'll help you. If you give me your hand, I'll carry you. If you give me your hand, I'll hold on to you and I won't let you go until you get through this situation. That's why we have to serve notice to the enemy today that you're not coming to hold my hand. You're coming to kill. You're coming to destroy. You're coming to steal from me but my God is holding my hand and I decided to put my hand in the hands of God where there is strength where there is loyalty where there is faithfulness where there is no type of deception whatsoever where there is no murder hallelujah there is no fear in his hands there is nothing hallelujah questionable about the hands of God and, and I remember that by the time I given birth to my daughter my dad ah, my dad was the first one to hold my daughter my dad held my daughter in his hands and the same father that held my daughter in his hands hallelujah took my daughter in hallelujah because at that time we really didn't have anywhere to go I was a single mother with a child and, and we really didn't have anywhere to go I was a single mother with a child because her father her earthly father wasn't there but my heavenly father and my earthly father was there to take up the slack hallelujah I admonished you to put your hands in God's hands hallelujah and my heavenly father even though my earthly father has gone unto glory rest in peace daddy I'm still gonna do what you taught me to do I'm still serving the God that you introduced me to hallelujah even though my heavenly father hallelujah my earthly father is no longer here my heavenly father his hands still hold my daughter ah glory to your name his hands is still holding my my earthly daughter my daughter Cherise he my earthly father was the first man that held her ah glory to your name my my spiritual father my heavenly father is still holding my earthly daughter not only is he holding my daughter but he's holding my son Maurice he's holding my son Victor he's holding my son Bashan he's holding my grandkids Dakota and Lyric he's holding karma he's holding all my grandkids Dallas and Dewan. He's holding my grandkids, Savion. Hallelujah. He's holding JoJo. Hallelujah. He's holding my granddaughter in Texas. He's holding all of my grandkids. Hallelujah. He's holding AK. He's holding hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, he's holding all of my children and my children's children and me and my mother. Hallelujah. My husband, he's holding all of us in his hands. Satan, you are not the father. There's nothing that you can do to hold us. There's nothing that you can do to separate us from the love of God. There's nothing that you can do to 
disguise yourself because we see you even though you try masquerading yourself as light there's something about you that ain't lighting up hallelujah there's something about you that ain't making sense and you have to try the spirit ah glory to your name you have to try the spirit saints of God by the spirit hallelujah in order to understand who this enemy is in order to understand and he's not just your enemy he was first God's enemy hallelujah he says in Isaiah I'm going to extend I'm going to exalt myself I'm going to be higher than God I'm going to be like the most high God the devil is a liar call him for who he is Satan you are a liar you are not the father my DNA doesn't match yours my character doesn't match you I am a child of God I am loving I am forgiving I am hallelujah my sister keeper I am my brother's keeper you cannot have us hallelujah because our hands are in the hands of God amen our hands are in the hands of God and so as you begin to go throughout your day I want you to remember one thing about the enemy that not only is he a murderer and an accuser and a liar and a tempter and a destroyer hallelujah but his day is coming in revelation it talks about that he will be tormented in hell revelations I believe it's around the 12th chapter the 20th verse it says that how he going to be tormented into hell we think that Satan is going to go and rule hell no Satan is not going to go and rule hell Satan is going to hell that's what it is Satan is going to be condemned to hell to be tormented and because he knows his end he's trying to stop us in our present because he knows his demise he's trying to stop us where we are and where we're headed but when you understand that he is not your father the DNA came back and it was clear he is not the daddy he can be dismissed from the stage right now because he is not your father he is not who gave birth to you he is not who carries you he is not who holds you he is not who keeps you he is not your dad hallelujah your father is God your father is Abba and you can call on him to help you you can call on him to carry you you can call on him to see you out of any situation that you may have gotten yourself into quit blaming the devil for everything there there are some things that he will tempt us with but the devil ain't in control of everything that we decide to do because God has given us free will hallelujah he's given us free will and quit blaming the devil I remember when I was a young girl growing up we used to always say the devil made me do it the devil is a lie he didn't make you do it you have free will you chose to do it you choose to sin you choose to go against God those are choices that we have free will to make decisions on whether we're going to do them or not amen and quit fighting your brothers and sisters in Christ quit fighting because God is not in that we understand that we may have differences and we may have disagreements but we are supposed to reconcile with our brothers and sisters hallelujah we're supposed to reconcile because we are not fighting we're the 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 battle that we're fighting is a spiritual fight it's a spiritual fight and we have to understand that as Ephesians teaches us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers. Hallelujah. So his motive is to rule. His motive is to separate us. His motive is to divide us. His motive is to fight us so that he can kill us and destroy anything that God has in store for us. Amen. And so if you have a brother and sister in Christ that you have not reconciled with today, I admonish you to go and make peace with that brother. You can't even bring your gifts to the altar until you make peace with that person. And if it takes a while, it's okay. God will show you how to forgive. You have to go to him and pray and you have to ask God, teach me how to forgive. Teach me how to let go of some things, Lord. Teach me how to just let that go and to, to reconcile with my brother and sister. I don't want to be like the enemy. I don't have his characteristics. I don't want to hold a grudge. 
judge and I don't want to kill him with my words. I don't want to murder my brother and my sister by talking bad about them, killing their characters. Some of the characteristics in the saints you have to watch too because they have the ability to try to kill off your character by the words that they're putting out in the atmosphere. The devil is alive. Quit killing off your sisters and brothers. Those that belong to Satan are going to do it and everybody ain't God's child. That's what it is. Everybody don't belong to him. Satan has some imps that came down with him too and he has some kids that are developing his characteristics and the things that you have to watch, you got to watch your motives. You got to watch why are you in this? What are you trying to do? What is your intent? Hallelujah. Because out of the, 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 the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All you have to do is sit back and listen to people sometime and then you begin to understand their motives and their plots and their plans. You begin to understand who their father is. You begin to understand how to try the spirit by the spirit and then you begin to understand. Look, some demons you just can't minister to and that's the truth. We try to save everybody. Well, there's a hell populated for somebody and so somebody got to go and so, you know, instead of wasting time on reconciling with demons, you need to reconcile with your sisters and brothers in Christ who you've wronged, who've wronged us or whatever the case may be. You sitting up waiting for apology. Won't you be the biggest person and give the apology? Hallelujah. The biggest apology is given by the one that's not even at fault, but that they understand that because they serve a God and that he's our father, that he wants us to be casual and, and, and connected to our brothers and sisters in Christ because the body moves as a family. The body has to move together. Every part is important in the body of Christ, which means every part of God should be important to you. So if there's a part in the body that's not moving, it's a dysfunctional part and you ought to go over and strengthen that part. Hallelujah. Because sometimes we leave our brothers and sisters out there suffering so long by themselves that they don't even want to come back and reconcile with God. The reconciliation that they may have with you may reconcile them back to the God that they probably believe forgotten all about them. But I just came to tell you today that God is a God that said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is strong and mighty. Hallelujah. He is all powerful. And as we begin to come down off this mountaintop, hallelujah, glory to your name. We give and thank God for the things that we have heard in our hearing today. Hallelujah. We give thanks and praise to God for the things that he has spoken in our spirit that we are walking away from here understanding that there are characteristics about the enemy, that he has emotions about himself. He's emotional. He's trying to break us down to our lowest point, but he's a liar. He's a deceiver. And, and so we know that the word of God stands against any trick or any plot that he has tried and will try to use up against us because no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Hallelujah. And so as we come down, we thank God for this lesson this morning. I thank you, Father God. I thank you for showing me the contrast between my earthly father and my heavenly father. God, I just never looked at it that way. I just never compared the two. I knew that he introduced me to you, but I never knew that you would introduce me back to his characteristics and put them in line with who you are and who you've been in my life, even in my father's, my earthly father's absence as he's with you in glory. So I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. And I thank you also for my guest who was in the studio today, my sister in Christ, a woman of God, a pastor, a minister, a sister, a friend, Pastor Soraya Green, if you want to introduce yourself to the people, amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Pastor Soraya Green. Um, I am the women's pastor with New Corinth Christian Church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell us a little bit about you as a pastor. I know you didn't start off as a pastor. No, I did not. It wasn't <laughs> even a title that I wanted to wear, to be honest. Um, it, it was a journey. I started off... Um, 
at the church where I didn't I didn't get saved at a particular church, but I, I came back into Christ. I had backslidden after being saved, and then I came back into the church, and that church um, helped develop me and helped me grow and helped Amen. to um, teach me the ways of Christ and helped um, teach me about Christ and helped teach me about um learning how to even read my Bible, how to understand it, how to understand his word, how to uh, rightly divide his word. Um, And so I went into ministerial training there. Glory glory be to God. And I had an amazing teacher. Um, I'll shout him out, uh, Pastor Kelsey West. Amen. Amazing teacher. Yes. Um, And he didn't let up and he helped me to grow um he licensed me as a minister and then um it came time for me to move on from there um and uh the pastoral position for the women's pastor uh opened up and i was offered that position and was ordained for that position and that's where i'm serving currently amen amen and you are under the pastor Preston Robinson, yes, amen. Yes, and he's the youngest pastor in he the city. He is the youngest pastor in the Glory city. Dynamic man of God. Um, very, very powerful in this word. Amazing um, leadership. Um, even to be so young, he is amazing Amazing in his leadership. And his just to, to listen to him preach, you definitely wouldn't believe right. that he's only 22 years old. Oh my God. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's very incredible. The journey is quite incredible. So tell us a little bit about uh, Lilac Ministries, some of the things that you have um, brought in. When do you guys meet? So Lilac is actually, um, it was kind of weird the way that it happened. God actually woke me up in the middle of the night and said, write this down. And I'm like, okay. It was write down the word Lilac. Mind you, I'm like, I don't know what that is, God. But I wrote it down and didn't tell me anything else about it. When I woke up the next morning, he's like, okay, now I need you to look up a lilac. Wow. And um, so I looked up the lilac flower, obviously, and realized that each different um, color of lilac flower mm-hmm. has a different spiritual meaning. Wow. And he said, that's what I want you to teach the women mm-hmm. that you're going to be pastoring. Mind you, at that time, I didn't even have the position so I didn't even realize that I was going to be a women's pastor and I'm like okay so he had showed me that that was what was coming next and I'm like okay God thank you but are you sure right 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 (laughs) I'm not I don't don't know that that's what you know I want to do right and so um (laughs) (laughs) you know we do that and so um he gave me uh the acronym Mm -hmm. lilac it gave it to me as an acronym and told me what it stood for um, which was amazing. It stands for Ladies Influencing Life-Altering Change. Amen, amen. And um, it's funny because the colors of the lilac, the way that they line up, would help somebody develop in that area. Wow. And so it was just amazing. It's things like, um, you know, happiness and mm-hmm. peace and joy and spirituality and just different um, different meanings um, that you can relate to the Word of God. And so I'm super excited about it. So we meet every second and fourth Thursday at 7 p.m. And so Amen. what we do is... Um, we take one of those colors, whatever color we're on, mm-hmm. and we um, our Bible study lesson is about whatever that particular topic Amen. is. And so it's very interesting. It's very engaging. It mm-hmm. helps the women um, open up and become comfortable with talking about the issues of life um, and just going deeper into their word. Right. And so it's super exciting. Um, we have a fifth Sunday. Every every fifth Sunday Amen. is Women's Day, and so we um, go all out as best as we can for that as well. Now, I like the way you said that each color represents something different, and it gives you the 
ability to put together a lesson for that particular mm -hmm. color. I like that because a lot of times our people, our women of God, they need that visual understanding. Sometimes just the word itself can be confusing to the average reader. And we, you know, we have the helps of the Message Bible or the NIV, but to give them yes. a visual demonstration, how has that helped with the ministry as far as them understanding what God is saying in the word? Well, the feedback from the women has is, is been incredible. Um, they, they talk about how easy it is for mm -hmm. them to understand. They like the way that I break the word down for them Amen. so that it's easy for them to understand. I also make it engaging so that they have to speak. You know, they Amen. have to That's engage. Good. They have to answer the questions. I, the way that I build my lesson plans, and thank, um, I thank Pastor West again because he taught me how to do Amen. this. But, I, you know, I take my lesson plans and I, I make it so that not only am I giving them the word, but they're also giving back as well. You Amen. know, they have to answer the questions and engage with not only me but one another. Amen. And Amen. so it helps them to be able to retain the information I give them printed sheets so that they have that they can look That's back good. to you later so it's yeah it's a it's a very phenomenal um class now i need you to break down Soraya for us a little bit so before you became this pastor and this minister uh before your training and all that tell us a little bit about your backstory like Ooh. what brought you because you have to think about it when god brings us to a place to where we are having or where we are placed to strengthen and to teach and to give other women these beautiful flowers, mm -hmm. these essence of who they are. Tell us about when you didn't feel like that woman of God or you know Ooh. what you had to go through to get to where you are right now. Such a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask. I like for people to know who you, you not so much your, your well, do you know what I'm saying? So um, I act. I love the fact that I'm as transparent as I am, so I don't mind being transparent. I have a whole book about that um, out there. So my my story is one of those stories where, you know, I was the one, like, are you sure, God, that people are even going to listen to me? Like, I, th you, you know me. You know the things Amen. that I've been through. You know, my life has been very traumatic, starting off with being molested as a young child, oh um, twice, actually. Um going through um, not having a dad, not knowing who my dad was um, because my family wasn't telling me the truth about those things, wow. um, going through date rape, going mm. through domestic violence, um, going through a lot of rejection. I suffered very deeply um, from the effects of rejection wow. throughout the years. I went through most of my um, childhood, teenagehood, um, and early adult life just simply hating people. I was so angry and bitter um, at the things that I had experienced and I just, I didn't trust anybody. Mm. So I didn't like anybody because of that. But all in all, even through all of that, I still remember that God would still, and I'm, I'm giving it credit to God now, um, that he would still like people would just come up to me and like tell me their whole life story wow. or ask me for advice about a certain thing. And even though I'm looking at them crazy, <laughs> I would still give that, you right. know? And so it was all preparation, you yes, know, and looking yes. back. And so I don't, I'm not angry or bitter about any of the things that I've been through in mm -hmm. my life. Um, any of the things that happened to me or any of the things that I did because I made some terrible mistakes. Man. I've done some horrible things Come on. to people. I've said horrible things about people. I've done some horrible things, Jesus. you know. And so um, I'm grateful for a God who is forgiving. Yes, I'm grateful for a God Thank who you, shows Lord. me mercy and Thank who gives you, me grace. And I am so grateful that he never took his hand off of Come me. Come on, I'm that hand. I'm 
grateful that Thank he, you, you know, had um, he had an expected end for me. Thank I you, didn't Lord. see it. I didn't know what it was. Um, I didn't, you know, I, it was all about me. Yes. And when he showed me that it wasn't all about come me, on, come that's on. when the game changed. Come on, and girl. So that, that'll preach. You know, that <laughs> <laughs> the game changer. Come on. That is, you know, where I'm at today. And that's why I'm in the position because I don't feel like I'm qualified for the position. I know other people don't feel like I'm qualified for the position. However, this is the position that he had for me and that's that he amazing. has me in and the ministry that he gave me. And so I'm trying to do everything in my earthly power with his spirit on the inside of me to to move it forward. Hey Amen. That's beautiful. I, I I heard you say you didn't know who your real father was. Correct. And it's weird because some of these things that I learn about people, because I, I would have never known that, um, some of the things that I learn about people begin to make sense when God gives me a lesson. You know, I didn't know that you didn't know who your father was. And when God gave me that lesson this morning about Satan, you are not the father, and he began to show me how he is our father. It just makes sense now um, that you even express that. How was that um, as a young girl not knowing? And did you ever find out who your father was? Still to this day, I don't know. It's still a journey. It's still a prayer of Amen. mine. Um, so when I was younger, my mom was married, and they, my whole family um, was in cahoots, basically, and they told me that um, a particular, the guy she was married to was my father. He actually is my younger sister's father. Mm -hmm. um, he married my mom when she was pregnant with me, I believe, and so they were going to just run the story. However, when I was 11, I was coming out of a four-year molestation, and my grandfather was dying at the same time, so oh I was sitting by his side literally as he was dying, and he decided to look over at me and tell me, you know, that person is not your real father. Wow. And then he took his last breath. Wow, wow, Jesus. And so I didn't even get to ask him any questions. So at this point, not only am I dealing with the effects of this molestation, now I got to get ready to go to court behind it. I got to relive all of this stuff. And now I got to deal with the fact that I don't have a father oh and, and nobody's been telling me the truth about this Jesus. all at 11 years old starting middle school mm. so it was a lot going on you know at that time in my life and so that just you know brought on a lot of um ill feelings toward my mom especially mm -hmm. because I just didn't feel like she should have you know lied to me all Amen. of those years and so it took me a while um, it took me actually until adulthood to completely forgive her um, and get past that. And so today, I love her. To, I love yeah, her. To death. We have a great relationship, and I'm totally forgiving her. Um, but I still today don't know who my father is. And so I've made efforts to, you know, try to figure that out. Amen. And I just keep praying about it. Amen. That, you know, if it's God's will, He'll reveal Amen. it. Amen. Amen. We lift that up in our prayers as well. We just do Amen. know who ain't your daddy. Amen. <laughs> we know Amen. Satan ain't your father. That says he come back uh, saying that he was your father. So we thank God for even the lesson. Some of the things that I learned through these weekly assignments that God gives me make sense. Uh, we had our guest last week in the studio, Erica Nicole, and it wasn't until we broke down the oil that I realized why she was even sitting I love here. Her you know, too. she's amazing. Yeah. And so, um, just with the lilac, tell us, do you have anything coming up? Yeah. Any conferences? I'm super <laughs> excited. Let so us know. This is our first women's conference, and I've done conferences before for mm -hmm. different things. I have another, like a nonprofit that I've done a conference for um, most years. But this is so exciting. Amen. And I am so anxious. I guess not anxious, but like 
I don't know. Pins and needles. I can't right. wait. I believe that it's going to be all that God says that it's going to be. Amen. I believe that it's going to be an epic event. It's called Don't Count Me Out. Come on. Um, and um, God just gave that to me because that's who I was. Amen. I felt counted out, you Jesus. know, for so many years, even walking in ministry. Come on. Testify. Um, and so he said that this is what we're going to address because you're not the only one. There's Jesus. so many women out here who feel counted out, who mm-hmm. feel overlooked, who feel like, you know, rejected, who feel like people aren't paying them attention or aren't giving them, you know, um, the, the, the door isn't opening for them. Right. And the window isn't even opening for them, you know. And so this conference is for that woman. This Amen. conference is for those who feel like they've been overlooked in whatever way that it is. So we have a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal um, um, team. I love that word, by the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> Phenomenal a good word. team that's a good of word. women that are going to be bringing the word, that are going to be hosting workshops. Um, you are one of them. Amen. I'll and be I'm there. So I will grateful. be there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to, um, if you don't mind, no, I'm going to read some of the workshops that we have. Yes, please. Um, so that give you them guys the dates to come out. Make sure so, that you yes. give us the dates. So it's going to, it's upcoming. It's going to be September 13th, which is a Friday. Um, so for you superstitious folks, um, let's let that go because that's not of God. And so it's Friday, September 13th from 5 to 9 p.m. And it's also Saturday morning, the 14th from 11. I believe I have it from 11 to 2. It's going to be brunch included on Saturday. Um, but on Friday, we have our speakers, myself, Pastor Latasha Bell, Pastor Amy Rucker, and Pastor Juanita Julia. Amen. Super excited for these women to bring the word of God. But we also have our workshops on Friday, which are going to be Overcoming Shame. That's going to be hosted by Minister Belinda Washington. Amen. We have Overcoming Adversity. That's going to be um, hosted by Cedra Sanders, mm-hmm. who goes by Cece. Um, we're going to have Overcoming Abuse, which is going to be hosted by Pastor Tabitha Powell. Ooh, amen. And then we're going to have the Superwoman Complex. Come on, y'all. Y'all know how we get down. <laughs> Super we woman. are going to be tackling the Superwoman Complex. That's going to be hosted by Tabitha Asari. Um, and then on Saturday, we have our speaker. It's going to be Latasha McCall. She is amazing. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Woo-hoo. I'm so excited to hear her testimony. Um, she's going to bring you whatever it is that God downloads. Come on, her Tasha, come on. On Saturday. And then we're going to have our workshops on Saturday, which um, is going to be I'm Not Just a Girl, hosted by Reverend Kathy LaFleur. Not Just a Girl. <laughs> and then we're going to have Rejection, Rebellion, and Revelation, hosted mm. by Minister. Mr. Deidre Scott. Come on. And then we're going to finally have Press Down, Shaking Together, and Now Running Over by Tiffany Day. My and I'm God. super excited for this lineup that God gave me because my God, all of these women have incredible backgrounds, incredible stories, and I'm super excited for what they're going to bring Amen. to the women that are going to be um, there that day. We're also going to have entertainment. We're going to have raffles. We have some vendors. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be an epic amazing. And I'm you know I'm not saying that just because I'm a part of it because I love helping women. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my, Me too. my ministry. That's my mandate to God. I love helping women and any type of information we can give to them and bring to them and bring help them come out of situations I that's where that's where we all should be you know we I remember growing up as a little girl and I'm sure you probably I don't know if you experienced this but we had the the senior saints in the church that always looked out for the young girls and that's what it kind of reminds me of you know even though we may not be age-wise seniors but we have been in ministry and we've experienced a lot of hurts 
you know, and pains that will help another young lady come out. I know that you mentioned earlier about your book. Tell us about your book. What's the name of your book? Where can we get your book? What's your book about? So um, my book, my first book is called When is Strong, Strong Enough? Um, mm. Subtitle is How to Push Through the Pain. Amen. And that's exactly what it's about. It talks about all of the experiences that I had, um, most of which I just mentioned. And it also helps you to learn how to get through those situations. Amen. Because a lot of times we don't understand how to get through traumatic events. And so if one person can do it and pave the way yes. for somebody coming up behind them, maybe we won't lose so many people to alcohol. Maybe we won't lose Amen. so many people to drugs. Maybe we won't lose so many people to suicide. Amen. Things of that nature. So that was was my goal with the book and when I um first wrote the book it really wasn't a book to come out it was really just me journaling so that I mm. could heal okay um and I was just mm, crying out to God and, and that's when he told me it's not about you hmm. and that's how the book came out Amen. because somebody else needed to hear that story and so when I started getting you know the um, reviews coming in and people telling me how the book helped them to Amen. deal with whatever situation they were dealing with I knew then that it was um, mandated by God Amen. and so I'm super grateful that he gave me the opportunity to be that transparent hmm, and on. to share my story Yes, Lord. Um, because I wasn't ready for all of that personal information to come out speak <laughs> Speak, daughter, speak. <laughs> Jesus. But he was. And so, yeah. you know, I have to trust him and his will for my life. And so, you know, that that was what it did. That it yeah. It's been out for a while now. Is it your book so, on Amazon? Is it on it Kindle? It is on Amazon. Okay. It is on Kindle. It's at the local library here in Las Vegas. Um, so you definitely can find it anywhere. Amen. Um, if you want it signed, all you got to do is reach out to me. I'm willing to come and do that as well. Amen. Yes, Give the title indeed. again so it's the people called, can hear when it. It's When is Strong, Strong Enough? Amen. How to Push Through the Pain. You, I would say this is something that we, we should do as, as just children of God. You know, we have so many, and this is just my perspective, we have so many books. Mm -hmm. There's so many books in this world. A lot of times we run out and buy the books by the big author. We do. Mm -hmm. We run out, we buy the book by the big author because their name is on it, you know. And, and that's no um, shame to the big authors. I, I commend you on the writing. Um, I'm, I'm a supportive of locals. I love to support local ministries, local authors, local preachers, mm -hmm. local pastors, whatever, because this is the city that we are in Amen. at this moment. Amen. And so I would definitely encourage you women, even if you don't go and buy the book, go to the library. They can check the book out. They can check it out. Go to the library, check the book out. If you don't want to spend the money on buying it, go check it out in the uh, library, read it, and then check it back in. <laughs> So somebody else can so take somebody it. else can take it and 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 read it, but at least go and listen to the story. Um, support local businesses, local authors, local pastors, local churches, Amen. local women. Period. I'm, I'm I'm a woman's woman. I I love women. I love men too. Don't get me wrong. I love men of God, but I just love a woman in ministry because you you're pulling from a strength and just hearing your testimony about what you've gone through with the molestation and you know the things that you've experienced even probably in ministry oh, you know yeah. the hurt that comes behind oh, that yeah. if you want to share anything you know the table's always open <laughs> um i would just like to say I, i've dealt with a lot of hate inside of ministry um and and unknowing unknowingly and not and still today not not really knowing why or where that comes from but i just want to encourage you guys out there um to understand that we are the church and you know Amen. um 
people hurt people and so you hurt, have people hurt, hurt people hurt exactly yes. and so you have to just understand that you know the church is still full of people regardless you know we are we are all human it doesn't give any excuse or anything like that but I just don't want you to carry the hurt I don't want you to hold on to it I want you to like Reverend Kathy said earlier learn how to forgive yes, um, I just glory. did a series with the women on forgiveness because I also every second Sunday I have um, healed and whole workshops mm. at 3 p.m. at our church and Amen. so that's open to anybody. So if there's anything that you're carrying, things like this, you Amen. know, come out so we can talk about it and help you yes. to get on that path toward healing because it was a journey for me. You know, it was a journey for me. If I wasn't as strong as I was rooted in God, I would have left the church. I would have left God mm, because I was on, so deeply hurt by people who I thought were, you know, godly people who I thought were supposed to be showing me Christ. And that's right. all I knew at the time. But I took, you know, I was so deeply hurt that I would have turned away yes. if I wasn't strong enough. Amen. And there are people who do turn away. Amen. And that frightens me. Yes. You know, yes. it frightens me that, you know, we as Christians hurt people so deep to their core with the words that come out of our mouths and the actions that we portray mm-hmm. that we in all ultimately end up turning people away from the God that we're supposed to be helping draw them to. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't understand that. And so I just want to encourage you guys out there, if you're dealing with situations like that, just learn how to one, forgive, not hold on to any yeah. grudges and just, you know, to reach out to God, talk to God, cry out to him. If it's meant for him to move you to a different place, then do that. But ultimately, deepen your relationship with him so that those people can't hurt you. Right. So that you can, you know, be shielded from the, the wiles of the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, because the enemy uses whoever it is that he can. Amen. And it Amen. doesn't matter who it is. Whether they're with a church robe on or sitting in a pew, it doesn't matter. Amen. And so he will use whoever is able to be used by him. And so just don't allow those darts to hit you you know armor up amen armor the up. full armor the whole <laughs> armor, armor stay in his word stay yeah. in his word your relationship is with him first and foremost and so allow that to you know guide your path and so that would be my recommendation amen and i'm glad you said that the relationship is with god ultimately mm-hmm. and a lot of times and this is just a shout out to some of the people who have left church and ain't left god mm-hmm. you know because you have those moments to where you step away from a congregation mm-hmm. but you haven't stepped away from the presence yep. and that's one thing that i can say personally that i had you know people would always say well you know when i left my church my current church right now I took a sabbatical. Um, I didn't tell nobody because I was going through some hurt. Mm-hmm. And when I walked out and left, it was because God God actually pulled me out. Let me just say it that way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. God pulled me out because he said that you, you're you not mature enough for where I'm taking you. Mm-hmm. And I have to mature you. And I was letting a lot of things get to me. Mm-hmm. I was letting a lot of things offend me. Yep. And offenses of the, the devil. Offenses of and the that's devil. what the yes. Lord had to show me. The offenses of the devil. And you can't allow these little things, these little foxholes to get right. you set back where I'm trying to take you. So I got to take you out for a minute, you know, in order to mature you. That's and right. when I bring you back, you're going to come back different. He assured me that. He said, when I bring you back, you're going to come back different. So we have to also, you know, I, I do agree with the church hurt where people will run you out, you know, based off of their actions towards mm-hmm. you. But there also are people that have stepped away because God has pulled them mm-hmm. away for maturity purposes or for season, you know, seasonal purposes. But if you are hurting, you know, people in the house of God and you are in a role or a title or even a pew member, you have to be mindful that those those things that you are doing, you, you're going to give 
an account for. That's right. You're going to stand before the just God, and you're going to give an account for everything that you've done in this body. And so I'm glad that you were over to overcome those things. I'm glad that even if you stepped aside, you didn't step away from God, mm-hmm. and that you are continuing on your journey. I don't know what you have after your conference. I don't know. I either. hope a vacation. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I need it, but um, whatever it is that God has for me is for me. You know, whatever it, wherever it is that He wants me to go, whatever it is that He wants me to do next. Um, I'm like you. I have a heart for the women. Yes, my, God. I remember being asked what I felt. Like my purpose was and my answer was to help women to heal and yes, to grow and so you, that's what God put me here for that's what he's been training me for since I was a little kid yes. that's why I've had all these experiences yes. I feel like I can help you know just about anybody yes. with just about anything because I've been through so much that's and right. I've seen and done so much in this short 44 years my of God. life and you, you think know? about you think about the things as we wrap up you think about the things that you're able to help alongside in this ministry as a woman pastor mm-hmm. you know you've dealt with molestation you've dealt with the father you've mm-hmm. dealt with the step parent you've dealt with the hurt with the mother you've dealt with so many different mm-hmm. things ministry hurt you've dealt with church hurt you've dealt with so many different areas that God has equipped you even though you said I wasn't equipped to be a pastor he equipped you with these trials and tribulations mm-hmm. in order for you to because a pastor that's just an office that's, that's the right. office that we respect but the job of the pastor is to protect the sheep that's right. you know and to feed the sheep and to nurture the sheep and so you were equipped without even knowing that he mm-hmm. was equipping you. You didn't know molestation was equipping you for exactly. someone else. You did not know that, exactly. you know, not knowing your father and hearing from your grand- grandfather on his deathbed, that that was equipping you to be the pastor that you are exactly. becoming today and continuing to become. So I encourage you to continue to go forward. Woman of God, I love you so much. I, you. I, I remember the day that we first met in person at your uh domestic violence mm-hmm. um it was like an interview that you had and it was at, at a different i didn't even meet you at nehemiah i met you before nehemiah mm-hmm. you was at a different um area the location for that and so i remember when we first connected we were sitting next to each other in a conference and it was like oh my god that's her like you know mm-hmm. and it was amazing i i still watch you i still admire yeah. you i still love you i, I want you to know too. that i'm pressing and pushing for you in this in this gospel i know things don't get easy but they are possible with god all things are possible so just know that you do have friends out here that are really that. praying for you that really do love you Thank that you. really do want to see you win Thank you know, want to see you win. I want to see you win big too. Uh, I want to say Saraya. No, that's ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. And I want to, uh, as we close in our prayer this morning, I know that as I was going through the names of my grandkids, I was in a zone and I left out a couple names, but you know, I love all my grandbabies. So I got to shout out my grandbaby Achilles, my grandbaby Brayden, my granddaughter Shay Shay. I got to shout out all my grands. So if I left anybody out, y'all just write it down and text y'all mama the names of the kids again because you know I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a little older we tend to forget but in in a zone when you bring in a word you know you don't mention everything but I God just brought it back to my remembrance I love all my grandkids and I'm so thankful that my children's children are in the hands of God that's Amen. important to me to know that my grandkids belong to God and my kids belong to God that I'm sure it's important that my mom knows that I belong to God and her children, my siblings, my brothers and sisters belong to God and my mama belongs to God. And, you know, we are his children. He is our father. So do you want to pray us out this morning? Um, I can. I, I absolutely can. Amen. Is it okay if I give the address for the conference? Absolutely. Really quick? Yes, I'm ma'am. sorry. I didn't Please get it earlier. Do. It's 2543 South Bruce Street. It's going to be sweet. B like 
boy and that's las vegas 89169 september 13th and 14th please come out you can find free tickets on eventbrite (laughs) free tickets on eventbrite y'all go and look for that i'm gonna post the flyer again and the link to eventbrite so you can get your free tickets to this conference don't count me out ladies i want to see you all there Friday and Saturday, let's support our sister in Christ, Pastor Saraya Green, who's going to pray us out. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before your throne boldly, Lord God. First and foremost, saying thank you, Father thank God. You, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to fellowship with one another, Lord God. Thank, thank you, you for the opportunity to fellowship across the airwaves, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the, the technology to even be My able God. to do that, to reach all across the world, Lord God, that you have created. We thank you, Lord God. Thank We thank you so very much for waking us up on a day like today, Lord God. Thank you for allowing us to make the wake up list, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for our our ministries, oh God, different and one in the same, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all of the moving parts of your body, oh God. Thank you that you fitly joined us together, oh God. Thank you for allowing this sisterhood to be formed, oh God, and to have flourished, oh God, and to continue to flourish, oh God. Father, right now, we just want to ask for traveling grace and mercy as we leave this particular building but never from your presence oh god we thank you for what is to come oh god we ask that you would shower down your holy spirit upon the things that we are doing in your name oh god that you would allow them to advance that you would help us to advance your kingdom oh god thank you we thank you for all of the things that you have done for us on this day and continue to do um lord we thank you we give you honor we give you praise and we give you glory in jesus name amen amen